You know my Jesus is all. My Jesus is all. Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Our scripture reading today is Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 to 8. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. Hebrews 6, 4-8 are some of the most discussed and debated verses in the entire Bible. These verses have frequently been used to argue that a person can lose their salvation. Historically, there's three ways people look at this passage. One interpretation is that this describes an actual event. According to this interpretation, it is possible to lose one's salvation. It's argued that the description of these verses presents a person who is saved and then who forfeits that salvation. Now, be sure to note, if this passage can teach, in fact, that a person is able to lose their salvation, one must also conclude that that person cannot, under any circumstances, regain their salvation. But I don't think that that's the right interpretation. The Bible is abundantly and repeatedly clear that because salvation depends on Christ, salvation cannot be lost. A second interpretation is that these verses describe a hypothetical scenario. According to this interpretation, these verses are intended as a warning to keep people on the right path. It would be akin to telling a child to stay in bed because there's monsters under the bed. It isn't true, it isn't possible, but fear is a powerful motivator. The problem with this interpretation is that it renders these verses impotent. It removes their teeth. If This is just hypothetical. It's essentially worthless. The third, and I think right, interpretation is that these these verses are intended to describe an apparent situation. The author of Hebrews is explaining to this group of Christians why and how several of those who were formerly of their number have backed away from the faith. It's not that they lost their salvation— But to use John's language in 1 John, they went out from us because they were not of us. The writer of Hebrews uses poetic language to speak of these people having been enlightened, tasting the heavenly gift, sharing in the Holy Spirit, tasting the goodness of the Word of God, the powers of the age to come. All of these phrases seem to point back to the Exodus generation. They mistook experiences for reality. That generation walked with God. They were fed by God. They saw the power of God. They experienced the blessings of God. But their lack of perseverance revealed they never belonged to God. The writer of Hebrews is using this to explain as a parable of warning for these Roman Christians. They must hold fast and not trust what they've been through, but daily, actively follow God. 
As people rely on past experience, they do not rely on Christ, and in a sense, they crucify Him again. They reject Him and despise Him. The ultimate test of the reality of of the work of Christ in our lives is not what we've been through in the past, but how we respond to God's Word each day. Here's the question. Does God's Word in our life produce good crops and show itself fruitful, or does it bear thorns and thistles? The writer of Hebrews says that if a life does not bear fruit and shows itself worthless to God, it will be cursed and burned. The point of these verses is not to inspire endless debate, but to encourage continual obedience. The writer encourages his audience to go on to maturity. See, our love for Christ does not fear punishment as much as it simply desires to keep us close to Christ. And what these verses are intended to do is to remind us that every single day, doesn't matter what we've been through in the past, but that day, hold fast to Jesus. So we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage. We want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? The writer of Hebrews reminds his audience that maturity only happens if God permits. Of course, there will never be a person who turns to God with a passionate desire to mature to whom God will say, well, thanks, but no thanks. The point is that maturity is not solely a product of grit. It also requires grace. We need God's enablement to grow into who he's created us to be. It's a gift that God gives us. And maturity is impossible to attain apart from him. We need dependence on God if we're going to live lives and honor Him. The second question we want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? Maturity is enabled by grace, but it also requires some effort on our part. Our bodies naturally produce what's necessary for us to develop. But spiritually speaking, our flesh works against our development. That's why the writer of Hebrews tells this congregation they need to go beyond the elementary things of the Christian life. They can't stay where they are forever. They need to grow. They need to develop. And they have to work to do so. A healthy Christian life does not exist apart from the process of maturity. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? The elementary doctrine of the Christian life is described in three sets of pairs. The author speaks of repentance and faith. This is the beginning of the Christian life. It's what it takes to become a Christian, to repent of those works that lead to death and to have faith. Then he speaks of washings and laying on of hands. These two have inspired a lot of debate as well. It's hard to know exactly what he's intending to refer to here. But it seems most likely he's speaking of baptism and the reception of the Holy Spirit. These are those initial moments, those first moments once we have become a Christian. Then he speaks of resurrection and judgment. That's the end of the Christian life. When one day we're resurrected to be with Christ forever. In essence, we can say that these elemental principles that people are needing to grow beyond is that they began their Christian life. They exercise repentance and faith. 
They were baptized. They showed initial growth. But now they're just waiting for the end. There's nothing in the middle. Too many people think that kind of a Christian life is acceptable. You get saved and then you just wait to be with Jesus. That's not a healthy Christian life. That's a self-centered life that wants to avoid punishment and wants heaven. A Christian life, a life for Christ, is a life that depends each day on Jesus just as much as we did the moment we got saved and as much as we will depend on Him in eternity. Don't miss out on all God has for you. Don't rob yourself of God's blessings by not leaving the elementary things of Christianity. Grow, mature, and do everything in total dependence on God. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us on Mondays. We're going to discuss Hebrews chapter 6, verses 9 to 12. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. Whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Mm-hmm.